Welcome to Stoke Startups in the Prudential Center on the IDEO Network. This is your host, Darren Sang, and your co-host, Mike Schemer, the working class hero, to add some muscle to your marketing. Today we're going to talk about how Google acquires infrastructure startup Telaria. We're going to talk about Uber. We're going to be talking about the entrepreneurial age. And we're going to go into a topic that I don't know if we finished last time, but it has to do with the legal entities to set up for your startup as well as documents. I know uh, what you think Google is going to use this primarily for um, in terms of making money. Is this going to help the, uh, some of their websites that get enormous amounts of traffic on them? Because they have, they have websites of all types on Google and they have... They have blogger, you know, so web hosting. They have they have everything. Um, or are they using this just to kind of get into a new industry because they're Google and they have the money and the resources to do so? Well, I mean, I think it's multi-pronged. I think I think they're doing it for multiple reasons. Yep. It, it combined working with Telaria, um, it would it would allow Google to deliver a platform for its developers to use the languages they want to use. Question, but it's not really a question because I'll tell you the answer. How many cab drivers and limo drivers do you think get full benefits and full health insurance and full like pensions and everything? And I'm going to answer that and say probably not many or almost none. So I understand where they're coming from that you know they're not getting these benefits and they're not getting taken care of and maybe they're losing some uh, percentages to the company overseeing them you know, and helping them with this business system. But you're a cab driver or a limo driver or a taxi driver, whatever. Um, you know, you're not, are you really going to expect, unless you're like in a union or something, to be getting full benefits in every area, you know? So I I understand you got to protest and you got to try and get what, get what your, uh, you know, your services, you think your services are worth, but... Again, they're priced competitively to taxis. Yeah, and exactly, also, exactly. It's, it's just a little more expensive than taxis. Also, there's a lot. There's more comp competitors. Um, I know in Boston, there's Halo Taxi, and uh, there's other ones in other states. Lyft, L Y F T, and Sidecar. Yeah. Look, and if I, I work at Subway and I'm making sandwiches, twenty, thirty hours a week or whatever, I'm not going to expect a stock option and premium health insurance you know i mean i'm not trying to put these drivers down or anything but you know i think this company is just trying to make a profit and uh, you know they're trying to be competitive they're trying to help out the drivers but you know you can't have everything i mean you know if if they can do better than driving a taxi a cab or a limo then they probably should do better you know what i mean they also have uh, uber x which is a hybrid fleet which was launched in beta last fall, but only available to some select users. Like hybrid cars? Hybrid cars, yeah. yeah okay. It's not I even just link, yeah. not, not even just town cars anymore, but uh, all kinds. Well, they have um, even like Metro Cab, which uh, my my landlord's brother owns, I think. Um, they have, I think most of their cars are the uh, Toyota Camry hybrids, which, you know, they get 40, 45 miles per gallon, which is great. So you see them all over Boston, and, you know, it's eventually that really helps to uh, reduce costs, it helps to reduce emissions because they're driving around all day, every day, and all night. So just I get a bicycle. People yeah. should just get a bicycle. Good point. If, at least if they're in Boston. Yeah, it's free. You know. Yeah. We're clo close to free. Close to free. <laughs> yeah, close to free. 
All right. Um, so there was an article on venture hacks uh, called the entrepreneurial age, and it's saying it, it's similar to the industrial age and the information age, but it's here right now. I guess it's focused on quality and scale. For those who don't know, scale is when you have, let's say you have a startup or a company and you have only 20 users. If your company can scale efficiently, then you can handle those 20 users or you can handle 6 million users yep. with no problem to your uh, bottom line, let's say. And that, in fact, it should benefit your bottom line. Scale, scale online is everything. It is absolutely everything because you need you need massive quantity and quality in terms of traffic, in terms of followers, subscribers, readers, um, viewers, whatever. It doesn't matter. You need the traffic. You need the ad revenue. You need the customers because, you know, unless you're selling a few small premium services or products online, then you're going to be getting most of your most of your profits and most of your marketing from sheer volume so especially in media like we're in you know you you can't you can't have like two viewers or two users you need two thousand or two hundred thousand or two million and then you start getting um lots you know, of money <laughs> yeah you start getting the money you start getting the notoriety or whatever um you have to scale and as you do scale you can't you can't have slowdown on your websites. Yep. You can't have um, decrease in quality of content. You know you can't have um, reduced interaction quality. All that kind of stuff. So that, and those are great points. Actually, when we set this up, I did a lot of research myself on uh, streaming applications, and a lot of streaming applications online, video streaming specifically, after a certain amount of. Uh, watchers yeah like people watching mm -hmm. people viewing total viewing hours or whatever they used um after a certain amount of that a month they'd start charging you a fine or a well, fee of course and that would hurt that would hurt in terms of scale <laughs> so what right. i found was after researching for a while i found uh one service that allows it so you can have as many users or uh, viewers as you want and it won't impact this which is why I signed up for it, and this is why you're watching it on that service. <laughs> I like um, that. I, I think that's great. But also, the good thing, though, is that even if that was the case and you're scaling effectively your traffic and your viewers and your customers and you're, you have a good profit margin, then guess what? You can afford to pay you know, a small premium fee for a greater audience or greater speed or a smoother connection or a better server or something like that if you need to scale you know you might be making if you go from if you go from you know uh you know two two hundred viewers to two million but all of a sudden you're making thousands or tens of thousands of dollars then guess what you can pay an extra 50 bucks a month for yeah, your you cost know. <laughs> rate. let's put it this way the reason yeah. why i had an issue with this even yeah. even if that be the case yep. the 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 rates would would increase right, right. In, in in general so then you start getting fined more yeah you can afford to pay that but what if you don't have to pay that and you pay the steady exactly. monthly fee that you Absolutely. normally would then you make a ton of money in yep. other words the cost become fixed yep. rather than variable I like it. Well, I'm I'm all for that. Trust me. I'm, you know, I'm just saying. Usually, you could, you know, take it off, take a small amount off the bottom line. But 
if there is a competitor like the one that you chose that doesn't have a variable cost, then you want to go with that. You want to go with that one, and that's a good decision. You know, so you don't you take you take any chance out of it. So you, once you get to that level of success, you don't have to worry about paying anymore. So now quality good. is also an issue. Uh, with what we have right now, it's pretty decent. But let's say we have we want more customization in the video and all kinds of things we want to do with it. We're going to have to store it. We're going to have to serve it to many people at once. We probably want to use something like Brightcove. But currently right now, Brightcove is not a viable option. It's too expensive to use. Or Akamai. Um, but those are all, you know, those are all options in the future. Just like right now, we're just using uh, a web hosting service that's fairly cheap and everyone knows about, which I'm not going to name. But later on, <laughs> we would use something like Amazon or Rackspace. Exactly. Hey, we'll we'll name it if you pay us. But you yeah. know, right now, right now, us, right so. now, no free shameless self promotion. <laughs> no free information. I only do shameless self promotion for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when we get back right after this break, we're gonna talk about Clerky, uh, Laudingo, and other startup documents and help that you can get to do your startup. All right, we'll be right back.
ladies. I don't really care if you drive a Mercedes, but, but, well, your daddy's got cash, so it looks like you're taking me out. Uh, I really love the way you're fitting in your candy pants. Let's turn this party into a freak show. Oh, got a few mouths to feed and a couple good chances is all that they need. And I got a few hearts to steal. Fat grooves, flip the bad moves, and we make them all you, yo. Your place. Uh, my spot. We can turn heads in the parking lot. And they can call the cops and we still won't stop. Nah, I said we still won't stop. Pretty girls rocking bands, raging like an 80s band. Let the music go for forever. Crank it up, play it loud. This is what we're all about. Everybody do it together. Bring your good spirits on a night like this. Get on it. We rolling. Keep the fire going till it's six in the morning. One motive. Chill on now. Fill it up to the brim. Let it spill on now. Crank it up, up, up till it's so damn loud. We are radical. Up in the house. Come on. You know it's good. Pretty girl, let me talk to you if I could. You know it's right. Cause you got me so shook with those sexy eyes. You know it's good. Let me steal you a drink cause I think you should. You know let me take you home tonight, tonight. Pretty girls rocking vans, raging like an 80s band. Let the music go for forever. Crank it up, play it loud. This is what we're all about. Everybody do it together. back welcome to stoke startups this is darren sang hey and mike schemer how you doing so right now we're going to talk about legal documents that you need for your startup as well as what kind of legal entity you should incorporate as um so you got sole proprietors you got llc's llp's you got s corps c corps not sure if we touched on this last time but sole proprietorships what do you do mike yes you're a sole proprietorship right I am. Well, I've been an LLC, and it's, but it was basically an LLC set up kind of like a sole proprietorship just with a little bit of insurance. Uh, so, so yes, uh, sole proprietor is kind of your the first stage of owning your own business and being a business you you know you fill out uh, you, you fill out and register a DBA doing business as um, with you know, with your town or your state or your, you know, whatever. Um, Municipality. Thank you. Yeah, you know, we'll be more general. Um, but then as you have employees or partners, 
or you have a whole corporation, then all of a sudden you step up to, you know, a uh, partnership or an LLC or a corporation in terms of, in legal terms. Sure. Um, so the whole thing about sole proprietorship, it's like if you want to sell lemonade and you just want to sell it, you don't want to worry about legal stuff, you just want to start, you start as a sole proprietor. Mm -hmm. that, that basically means I'm going to business and I'm just going to start selling stuff. Yeah. Now, the problem with that is, let's say someone drinks the lemonade and gets sick. Ah, uh, yes. They're probably going to sue you. And they can take away your home. They can take, basically, your personal assets are up for grabs. Exactly. Now, that's why you want to incorporate as an mm -hmm. LLC. It's really easy to set up. You and can it's incorporate. Really business. No, you incorporate or you set up an LLC. Like, well, you can well, do. Yeah, let me. Okay, so, all right. Well, I mean, incorporate <laughs> as an LLC or uh, LP if you have partners. Yeah. But the thing of that is that's that's better fit for small, mm -hmm. uh, small business. Like, you want to be the restaurant down the street. Now, if you want to be a chain restaurant and get investment, you probably want to be a C Corp or an S Corp. Yep. Um, the thing about C Corps and S Corps, you get taxed twice. Oof. So, yeah, that's that's the only thing. Now, C Corps are the best. I'm not so familiar with S Corps because I don't play with them myself, but C Corps you use for investment capital as well as multiple partners as well as um, if you want to get your company one day to IPO which is initial public offering yeah. so you can be on the stock market so those are the legal ones you want to figure out what to incorporate as obviously varying cost uh, C corporations are best in Delaware for from what I understand oh god yeah there's you can set them up in different you can set up LLC's LLP's uh, you know corporations um, in different states where they have different fees different tax um, you know different tax laws or uh, rates like in Massachusetts I'll just go off on a little tangent I won't I won't take too long but Massachusetts everything costs a fortune which is why so many businesses end up going uh, to other states or registering other states or New Hampshire or Rhode Island for example, an LLC, which I know from experience, unfortunately, is over a thousand dollars to start in Massachusetts. Could be well over a thousand if you use a, uh, you know, a real life attorney. Um, and every year, it's over five hundred dollars to renew your LLC successfully. You know how much it costs in New Hampshire or uh, Rhode Island? Maybe fifty bucks, twenty dollars. It's a joke, because, but this is uh, Taxachusetts. Um, so, like you said, you know, other people, you know, while it might not be encouraged or even 100% legal, some people will look to other states to uh, set up their corporations or LLCs. And Delaware, I have uh, familiarity with. Now, you can be taxed on the number of shares you have or the par value. Now, when you get your franchise tax from Delaware every year, you tend to freak out if you don't know about this fact because they'll charge you a lot of money. <laughs> and then you really you Google it and then you realize, hey, you can calculate a different way and pay like a few hundred bucks instead of $25,000 wow. or something ridiculous. Um, so make sure you check that out, the two different ways you calculate franchise taxes for Delaware. But I definitely uh, recommend people who are starting their tech startups to start as an LLC and then mm -hmm. as they're successful, they transfer all their assets to a C Corp. That's in Delaware. And let me let me just say, from personal experience, if you if you don't have a lot of assets of your own, a lot of personal assets, and you are starting a really small time sole proprietor type business, 
and you have minimal liability, you might not even want to do your LLC if it costs as much as it does in Massachusetts because, you know, the, the odds are you're probably not going to get sued and your assets are so low that is it really going to be worth the $2,000 that you spent to set up and maintain that LLC. So you have to weigh the pros and cons. It also makes yeah. you look more legitimate, though, it does. I will say. You're right. And LLCs... Um, True. It, it, I definitely recommend you doing it after you start making some money. Yep. At first, when you're just starting out, like don't bother with it because it's just a waste of time. I, I you should, st- yeah, you should I, worry about selling your product or making it first. Yeah, I got mine way too early before I even started making much money. And thousands of dollars I could have invested in um, infrastructure or advertising or equipment or technology. So that was just uh, my two cents. You know, we're not all as rich as Dimitri over there, who's got several S corps. You know, he's got, he's got like five. He's got IPOs. Russian oil money. Of course, why <laughs> I spend all my time here? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because you have other people running all your businesses. You know. Of course. You have uh, Dimitri Enterprises and uh, Dimitri LLC, Dimitri Incorporated. So, anyways, that's enough of my little. Uh, my little joke. All right. So, uh, <laughs> in terms of the legal documents, there's some places you can find online. Um, to help you set up shop. Now, one website is called Clerky. It's kind of brand new. It helps startups get legal stuff done right and fast. Um, you nice. can gi- generate documents and sign stuff electronically and keep yourself organized. Um, it, it charges 99 bucks for incorporation. That's pretty good. bucks for posting <laughs> corporations, not including third-party fees like you know state filing fees and whatnot. Yeah, those 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 can be huge. I wish I knew about this earlier. I would have I would have gone. <laughs> We would have gone into this rather than paying an attorney ourselves. Right, um, right. We all, everyone makes the same mistakes because they, they don't, you know, it, most people don't specialize in, uh, you know, in business or corporate law. You know, it's, this is some confusing stuff, and it, it's state to state, and it's ridiculous. Be so. careful with attorneys. I mean, they'll all <laughs> say you can, they can help you, but Google will help you more. And they can help you have a lot you. of capital. No, they yeah. can. And no, they can I was, also... I'm saying they can help you be bankrupt. Yeah, because really their fee, their fees are very and then large. They can help you <laughs> be more bankrupt. After they help you enter bankruptcy. They can help <laughs> you help them with buying their new yacht. Um, so don't trust them. So there's this website called La- Law Dingo. It's a startup that helps you talk to lawyers instantly, and it just joined Y Combinator. Y Combinator is run by Paul Graham, uh, one of the best startup people known in. So in the entire that. world. I guess so, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, so I guess the way this works is you can, you can find profiles online and, and see what kind of fees they offer. And it's kind of like a remote um, cloud-based service for law legal expertise. And they're all expensive anyways. <laughs> and look, I, I could go on for hours about this kind of stuff. Because, and um, I'll... I'll just say, you know, I'll go on for minutes instead. You know, I'll say that uh, myself and uh, the big sauce, uh, you know, we, we got some of our LLCs set up with, like, LegalZoom and other types of kind of outsourcing um, legal services. And those are much cheaper than going through an attorney, of course. Sometimes you get what you pay for. They've made many mistakes for me in the past. They, I think they made my LLC. LegalZoom, you Legal Zoom. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying because it's a similar service sure. um, in in a lot of ways. It's so they, they it's much cheaper than going through an attorney. But for my LLC, they actually set it up in 
Dallas, Texas or something like that. They did it the wrong way. So they screwed up big time. I ended up getting a full refund, but I would get I would get um I owed franchise taxes to Results Private Fitness LLC in Austin, Texas or something. I was like, "What are you talking about?" Um So I mean, sometimes the lower prices had you get some lower quality legal work done, but other times you get the exact same legal service for maybe 50% of the cost. So I think it's phenomenal that they're outsourcing um, you know, some of these uh, some of these uh, legal services like incorporation and uh, you know LLC formation and so forth um, with Clerky, with LegalZoom, with you know all these other services. Because and guess what? The le- the the industry now it's standard to outsource everything. I worked for a law firm, and you know every law firm is trying to look at the bottom line. And they outsource as much as they can to India or another, you know, company that will do the processing work or the paperwork or the, um, you know, at least the, the, menial, uh, the menial tasks to get that done as cheaply as possible. And then the attorneys, guess what? They look over it for two minutes and boom, that's it. That's all they do. They charge you whatever uh, their rate, $300 an hour, 400 an hour. Um, There's nothing better than having a friend <laughs> that's a, a corporate attorney. Exactly. Save a lot of money. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but, I mean, honestly, like some of these clerky um, sites and LegalZoom and everything else we talked about, you end up getting maybe 90% of the same exact services as if you paid a big, big-name attorney to do the work. So I think it's great. It gives the average mom and pop shop or average startup a chance to get these things done officially register with the governments um you know and get insured without having to basically spend all their investment capital on it so let's talk talk a little bit about okay so there's another website it's in um, businessinsider.com slash document dash center now a lot of these documents are there it's not it's not that for their primary business, although one or two of them they actually charge you thirty bucks for, but otherwise, I mean, they have business plan templates for the executive summary, sample bylaws. Bylaws are the rules and regulations that your company is run by that you set. Um, there's financial model, which obviously you should have, uh, stock purchase agreements, vesting agreements, joint venture agreement, stock subscription agreement, non-disclosure investor rights agreement, consulting services, and outsourcing agreement. So there's there's a bunch of them right there. They're, they're mostly free that are very useful. Those are extremely useful and cr- very critical because, like I, like I was talking about earlier, it costs a fortune to get these things drawn up by, you know, to hire an attorney to draw these things up. And in the end, 90% of the time, they are going to be almost identical to these documents that you can get for free or um, for a very low cost. So, you know, and if you do these wrong, if you try and write these up yourself and you screw up, then, you know, you might have signed away your whole company or signed away your assets or signed away your equity in the company, something like that, uh, because you tried to make it yourself. So it's great to have these guidelines and these templates at least. 
Okay, so we're going to take a break, and afterwards we're going to do Dimitri's Tech Talk. All right. All right. Looking forward to it. Yeah. 
Dimitri's going to do his tech talk. Woo! All right, let's do this. All right, so first topic is your favorite Google Glasses. Oh, no. We all know how much you love them, uh, but it's going to be a little difficult now because it's the age of creep shots. 
What do you mean? <laughs> now, for anybody that doesn't know, a Google Glasses allows you to take pictures and vi uh, video. Wow. Without pushing anything, without pushing a button, pretty much like blinking. Jeez. Uh, so now people are going to be taking pictures, creep shots, you know, recording uh, videos of women, of people walking by. Yeah. Mostly girls are going to be the, the subject of these pictures and videos. So, Dimitri, these, these glasses sound a little bit more advanced than the ones I buy at the dollar store. Is that correct? Um, just a little <laughs> bit. So there could be a dollar, but uh, like, you know, there could be a little bit price. And, and my normal glasses that are held together by dollar store super glue. All right, sorry. It could be duct tape. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, right. primarily, <laughs> it's going to be um, Google Glasses is going to be useful because, you know, if you have seen the videos, you can overlay information from the internet on your reality. Jeez, so I could look at Mike amazing. and see all his Facebook and Twitters and every no single way. kind of No way, no, no technology but if you could ever my see. my view. No technology <laughs> could ever see all my junk because there's, there's just too much garbage out there that I put out. I know that would definitely help me remember people's names. <laughs> that's, that's where I find it useful. Eventually, everybody will have one and it'll be cool but creepy at the same time. These sound yeah. like superhero glasses. They, like, they pretty much are. Like your Iron Man. As yeah. long as it doesn't become Batman. like, like blue, black, uh, what do you call it? Like Bluetooth headsets because oh. everyone hates those. Like the, yeah. No, but these, these, this is like the most versatile piece of equipment I've ever heard of. Like, I mean, but they're just very valuable and if you break them, and if they get stolen, that's all I think about. But I think... Well, yeah, but eventually they're not going to be 15... Oh, how much are they? 15? They're 1,500 right, right now. Yeah, they're not going to be... Absolutely. They'll be like a couple hundred. Right now they're just giving years. it out to yes. developers, people yeah. who want to build stuff, which is why I want one. That's great. Yeah. That's true. Um, you're right. They The price will come down. Oh, absolutely. And it'll come down. And it'll be readily available. You can walk down to Best Buy and buy them for a couple hundred. And it'll be like uh, part of your cell phone. Yeah. Someday. Exactly. It'll probably be your cell phone eventually. Well, I think yeah. cell phones personally are going to be... All, all the glass and everything, it's going to be uh, flexible, flexible yep. and it'll be like a watch or I'm, I'm waiting hand, for that day when they're flexible glass. clothes, and the glass will just be a part of it. It'll connect yep. together and work together. Well, they're working on the flexible glass now, so yep. eventually it'll exactly. be in the phones. Anyway, so next one. Um, Dropbox bought Mailbox. Uh, Mailbox is an iOS app um, with twenty. I'm sorry, 250,000 users, and Dropbox just bought it. It's only for iOS. Uh, it says it was impressed by how Mailbox actually delivered on his promise to simplify mail and wants to bring that goodness to Dropbox users everywhere. So Dropbox is getting bigger and bigger and buying more and more stuff. And will Google end up buying it at the end? It might be because <laughs> Dropbox is really popular. So yeah. it, it just might be. Can I ask a question? How I, I don't use Dropbox as much as I should. I really should be using it more. But how do they monetize that? Do they have premium services? Do they have advertising networks on there, their sites? What do they do? There are three different options available, three or four, I believe. The first one is free, uh, two, okay. two gigabytes. As oh, right. And you can do more things to add more mm -hmm. space. Like so sharing if you, it, yep, social If you viral. share it on okay. Twitter, on Facebook, you get 250 megabytes. Right. I have 30. Uh, I, did, 30. I did do yeah, that. So. So, but they have an enormous amount of paying subscribers is what I'm saying. That's well, companies use them too to share right. to share things yeah, across. Yeah, there's a, there's a Dropbox team, I believe, okay. yep. option available where it's like a one terabyte of information yeah. uh, stored anywhere and you can share with anybody you want. All right, all but right. So what does this mailbox Good. actually do? It makes it so email attachments are easier with Dropbox? Yeah, it's basically a mail, uh, a mail app. So, for example, I know I have at least seven or eight Mail, email accounts sure and it takes all those makes it nice and yeah i know mike you have at like least 30 <laughs> i laugh at your seven <laughs> or eight email addresses 
maybe 10. I don't know, but um, <laughs> maximum 10. But anyway, so it collects all of them together, makes the one simple app for all of them. You can access all of them through one app. And it's very, it's very useful, actually. So this is what I do with Gmail. I have, I think, like nine different emails that I yeah. need to use all the time. So rather than signing in, signing out, signing in, signing out, I have them all connected. Yep, I have yeah, my phone. Can't, can't you do that. them forwarding, like auto forwarding? Yeah, to you use the same SMTP or POP3 yeah. or whatever to connect all the accounts so that when it, your, one of your accounts get emailed, it goes to your primary one as okay. while it's being labeled as that other account, yep. which is great. Oh, yes. And I can also mail out with that account even though I'm using my primary one, which is great. Not bad, not bad. So, Dimitri, anything uh, else? I got a few other ones. Let's see here. Google is killing off Google Reader. Oh yeah, that actually was an outrage for me. But good thing. <laughs> Do you use it really? I use I use something called Feedly and oh, I know about that. Pulse. Yep. And those two are kind of good replacements for Google Reader. And there's and Feedly recently said that they're gonna have seamless integration. So when when Google Reader actually disappears, Feedly is gonna probably be the big one. Yep. So, so um, let's see. RSS Reader will be turned off for good on <laughs> July first, two thousand thirteen. So you have a few months to figure out what you're going to do well, next. That that doesn't bother me one bit, uh, Google Reader disappearing, because I've there's, so many, it, there's so. so many yeah, reading platforms yep. and so many RSS readers or, like, aggregation sites. You can do this on any site for free anywhere, and the only it's, thing, it's close enough. The only thing I think so. – uh, sorry about interrupting, but no, the only thing okay. I like about <laughs> – the only thing that's good about Google Reader is you can aggregate them into one link, so you can share yeah. that link, and you can get data on how much you read. So for my 93 subscriptions over the last 30 days, I've read 225 items, clicked one item, star 15, Ooh. and emailed zero. Smarty pants. Since November 30th, 2008, I've read a total of 10,782 items. Wow, I read a lot. <laughs> Brainiac. Well, I, I don't read books anymore. I just kind of use Beadley, <laughs> to be honest. Books. Who reads Paper. books? <laughs> I know. It's ridiculous, you know, when you can read ebooks like The Frugal Diet on Amazon.com on, uh, on your Kindle or mobile device or tablet. Okay, so in the next <laughs> few weeks, we're going to have a James Daniel, who's the lead developer of Ray's Labs, which is a... Uh, the best mobile development app company in Boston. So next week's till next week, this is Stoke Startups, your host Darren Sang, and, and Mike, Mike Schemer and Dimitri. See you next week. See you next week. <laughs>